book of 1 Samuel today, looking at a woman named Hannah. And Hannah was a mother. <clears throat> but I think there's a lot of uh, connections that we can look at, just our study through Luke. And Terry's been just taking us through Luke and, and just showing us uh, and just showing us that Jesus cares so much and just poured into and just told his disciples so much about the power of prayer and just how important prayer was. And uh, we saw last week just a lot of uh, that in that story where, where Jesus takes his disciples up the mountain and just teaches them how to pray. And, um, and Hannah's a story that, that kind of revolves around prayer. And so <clears throat> I titled my sermon this morning, The Lord Remembered. And that's, that's really just comes from a key text in our, in our text this morning. Um, and I really just want us to focus on, on just that the Lord, the Lord remembers us wherever we're at in our walk, wherever we're at in our struggles. Um, and, and we're going to see in our text today that, that the Lord remembered Hannah. So let's get going here. We're going to be right in verse one. <clears throat> oh, I want to tell one more story. Just, just a real awesome Mother's Day story for, for, uh, <laughs> Last week I was out here after a night glow, messing around on some of those bird scooters. You guys seen those things? <laughs> Albany started like, I don't know if it's a company or, there's like scooters popping up all over the city, I don't know. And there was a couple of the kids from Weekend Coffee Roasters were out here on them and I decided I was gonna be like 12 years old again and jump on one and, and I crashed pretty hard out here. Messed myself up pretty good. Still got a boo-boo on my elbow. You guys see my elbow in the parking lot, actually. Pick it up, because it's mine. Um, but just this, uh, just this day, to just <laughs> the difference between mothers and fathers, um, I just really saw out here in the parking lot last week as I was bleeding from my elbow, a team of mothers just came around me and just like, I mean, there was like Band-Aids coming out of everywhere. People were like pouring essential oils on me. I, it was crazy. I, like within seconds, I like I had a whole team of women around my arm, like working on me. I was like, "It's fine, guys." It's... But I just like I start. I was thinking about that a lot this week, and it was just like, if it would have been a bunch of like men out there without like moms around, we'd be like, I don't know where the band aids are. Like I got a roll of duct tape in the back of my truck. So, man. Thank you, mothers, for those motherly instincts. Thank you. Uh, basically, the moral of the story is I'm four years old. So uh, let's get into our text. <clears throat> it says, now there was a certain man of Ramathim, Zoph Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, all the good names this morning, an Ephraimite. <clears throat> and he had two wives. The name of one wife was Hannah, and the other name was Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, 
his wife, and to all of her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. Although the Lord had closed her womb, although the Lord had closed her womb, and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year, she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. We're going to stop there. <clears throat> this just kind of sets up, um, sets up our story this morning. We see some conflict in this, in this household um, with this man, Elkanah. It says he's got two wives, Hannah and Peninnah. And, uh, and obviously Peninnah had children. It doesn't say how many, but just sons and daughters. So we assume at least two, probably more. Um, and Hannah didn't. And said the Lord had closed her womb. <clears throat> but there's this conflict just stirring in this household. Um, and I think it's interesting uh, a few things that we can just see from just this opening text here is that Hannah was given extra portions. I think that matters in our text this morning. Um, that it says Elkanah loved Hannah and, and it wasn't something to where he had like given up on Hannah and moved on to another wife. And she was just the, the bonus wife or something. Um, we see that uh, there was love there. And it goes, the Bible goes out of their way to show that and to show that uh, Elkanah did extra things to, to try to make Hannah feel loved. Uh, but then we also see Peninnah uh, not being very nice to Hannah. The Bible doesn't specifically say, it, you know, what the conflict is exactly. Um, but a lot, a lot of us Bible scholars, uh, can draw the conclusion that Hannah may have been the first wife that Elkanah had t taken and, and could have been just that Peninnah is kind of that second wife. And after El Elkanah realized that uh, Hannah couldn't conceive that he took a second wife to, to just have children. And um, <clears throat> anyway, there's, there's a whole conflict here. And, uh, and I think it, it revolves around Elkanah, maybe Peninnah feels like she's maybe the, the bonus wife and, and she's a, she gets real salty towards Hannah and it makes things difficult for Hannah. So we see this weird love triangle uh, and the moral of the story, men, is don't have a love triangle. <laughs> Man, the Lord does not want us to have two wives. It gets messy. This is crazy. This sounds like so much craziness in the household. Um, so you write that one down, man. Don't take two wives. Don't do it. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but we see here, there's some struggles going on in this house. And, and, and what we're really going to look at is Hannah's struggles. And Hannah struggles with fertility. Um, and that's a struggle that we can deal with and a lot of us deal with, I know that because I've prayed with a lot of you in this room about fertility issues. And I know there's some of you in this room that are bearing that burden alone. Uh, and it's a heavy one, but I, I need you guys to know this morning that you're not alone in this. Uh, 
There's a lot of studies out there that show about a quarter of women out there struggle with this in the U.S. And it's a painful thing. It's a painful thing when when we can't do that. And and I know that because, again, Ryan and I have experienced this. Um, But this this story isn't just for people that are struggling with infertility. This is people just struggling in general. How many of you are struggling this morning with something? It could be anything. You all should have your hands raised. There's something out there you're struggling with. <clears throat> but you're not alone. And I, I need you guys to know, please don't bear this burden alone. If, if, if that's you out there, if you're struggling with anything, let's just, man, that's why we're all here. That's why we're here with each other. So we can lean on one each other, be praying with one each other. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to see how Hannah this morning deals with uh, her struggles and we're going to see how she takes them to the Lord and we're going to see how she prays and, and what God does with that. And, uh, and just how Hannah's obedient and joyful after the fact. So if you're a note taker this morning, my first point, number one is going to be that Hannah took her struggles to God. I'm going to continue in verse eight. It says, then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat of the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your, maids, of your maidservant and remember me, and do not forget your maidservant, but will you give your maidservant a male child that I will give him to the Lord of all, to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. And Eli said, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away before you or put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate and her face was no longer sad. We're going to stop there. The first thing um, I really want to point out here is um, let's just let's unpack that first verse for a second. <laughs> Here's another one for you men out there. Um, that first verse is it's uh, Elkanah talking to Hannah. It says, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better for you than 10 sons? <sighs> he, he's kind of blowing it a little bit. <laughs> Here. I think his intentions were good, and I can really relate. 
and I, I think a lot of us men can relate and just, um, uh, we tend to be problem solvers, fixers of our families. Um, we, we need to, a lot of the time we think we need to be the person that our family leans on for answers. I think a lot of the time we, uh, we find that we can't do that and it's frustrating for us. I think this is, we see this just classic moment in Elkanah where he's just, uh, he's asking questions <laughs> that really just, why do you weep? <laughs> why are you doing this? What, you know, what can I do to help you type things? And, um, and I'm not sure that's making things better for Hannah. I'm almost positive it's not. But I think what Elkanah didn't realize here is that, and, and kind of just a, a lesson we can learn from just that quick verse of scripture this morning is that uh, it, a lot of the times our struggles are beyond what we can do. They need to be something that we just take to God. And Elkanah wasn't getting that, but Hannah did get that, fortunately. And, and so Hannah left and she went down to the temple and she prayed. <clears throat> And says so she was in a state of brokenness and burdened and to leave her family and this party and just go down by herself. I'm sure it took a lot in, in that moment where she's just not, she's not feeling great. <clears throat> we saw Jesus talking to his disciples last week in Luke nine and just how the importance of, of prayer and it's so important that we we be praying to God and, and just the power that the, that the Holy Spirit has and can give us through prayer. Um, and, and Hannah knew that. And we see that as she prays. And the Bible says she prayed and wept in anguish. And says she made a vow to God. That's a... A vow to God. Um, that seems like such a powerful thing to do. And it, it seems like something that, that almost seems like desperate um, until you start to kind of like unwind what that actually means. And I think what it means here, um, it's not Hannah saying, I'm so desperate, I'll do anything for a child. Uh, I really look at it as Hannah going, God, I'll, I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do. Your will be done here, God. Um, and if that means I have to give this child to you, I will. <clears throat> and she said, God, give me this child and I'll give him back to you. <clears throat> and we see Hannah was, Hannah was so filled with the Holy Spirit here and just so involved in her prayer and speaking from her heart uh, that even uh, the priest, Eli, thought she was drunk. And she had, to, she had to go before her priest and go, I'm not drunk. I'm just praying. I'm sure that was just the cherry on top of just Hannah's awesome day. Uh, you're the other wife making fun of you and just provoking you. Husband just totally just not saying the right things to comfort you. And then your pastor basically accuses you of being drunk at church. So she's just uh, not having a good day, but that's not going to stop Hannah from, from just praying to the Lord and just um, opening up to the Lord and just giving her struggles to the Lord here. <clears throat> I 
Verse 18 said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the women went away and ate and her face was no longer sad. I want you guys to notice that after she prayed, um, she, it's, the Bible says, it goes out of her way, it says she was no longer sad. Have you guys ever been like that? Have you guys ever just had a really bad day and just taken a few minutes away, get away from the Lord and just pray to the Lord? And how much better do you feel after that? It's that peace of the Holy Spirit that, that Terry was talking about last week. That the, we, we, uh, we seek the Holy Spirit through prayer. And so when we have struggles, that's just, that's just one more reason why we need to take our struggles to God and be praying. It's because God, even without answering those prayers, God can just make us feel better just by talking to him. <clears throat> our situations, no, no matter how desperate or broken they seem, they're, they're not up to us to solve. They're not up to Elkanah to solve. And sometimes we mistakenly think they are. Sometimes we can act like Elkanah and say, well, I need to solve this problem. And, and that's not the case. It's, sometimes we feel like we've done something awful to like, you know, have you guys ever felt like that? God, why are you doing this to me? But that's not the mindset God wants us to have. That's not the mindset God wants us to focus on. He wants our eyes on him. Obviously, Hannah's struggles were related to to childbearing, but we can just, uh, I mean, you can plug anything there in there. You know, it's struggles are struggles are struggles. And whether it's um, financial struggles, struggles with your marriage, uh, an addiction that you can't get through, uh, any sin there that you can take that to God and even without hearing uh, God answer that prayer, God's just going to already start working on you and start making you feel better just, just simply by praying. So I think that's the first takeaway we can really learn from, from Hannah this morning is that we need to, we need to just be people that, that give our struggles to God. We're going to keep going. Uh, point number two I'm going to make today is um, that we can just see through Hannah is God answers Hannah's prayer. Verse 19 says, when they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to the Lord, came and returned and came to their house at Ramah and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his son Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. We're going to stop there. When uh, Hannah didn't know, Hannah didn't know how God was going to answer that prayer when, when she left there that night. It sounds like this was maybe something yearly that they went and, and maybe Hannah was praying this year after year when, when they went to the temple that God, give me a son, God, give me a son. And Hannah didn't know, Hannah didn't know what was going to happen. She just knew 
that she needed to bring those prayers to God. Um, and that God, God heard those prayers. And in Hannah's story, God answers that prayer. And God gives Hannah a son, Samuel. The Lord remembered her. It says that right in our text this morning, that the Lord remembered her. And sometimes I think it's so easy to just think that we pray and just forget or and just uh, think that, you know, well, God didn't hear that. He didn't answer it. He forgot about me. I don't know. I'm struggling so hard. How could God do this to me? When is the Lord going to answer my prayer? <clears throat> and I, and the, the thing I need you to know this morning is that God does remember you. God does answer our prayers. First John 5, 14 through 15 says, now this, com- now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. God answers our prayers. He just does. Sometimes we have a problem figuring out how he does that. Sometimes we, uh, Sometimes if it's not God going, yes, I'm going to do this for you, we just consider it he didn't answer our prayers. That's not true. God answers our prayers in some unexpected ways sometimes, some ways that we may not even be thinking about. Um, Or sometimes he just answers those prayers by saying, no, that's not for you right now. But I want you guys to notice something about Hannah's prayer. It was... It was, a, it was a prayer that was honoring God. It was a prayer that was saying, your will be done, God. And our prayer should be focused on things that honor and glorify God and reflect what the Bible clearly reveals God's will to be. The, we, we do a lot of praying, and that's good. Prayer is so good. Do a lot of praying. Um. I think our prayers are a lot powerful when, when, we, when we pray, God's will be done. But God, God can give you exact, in Hannah's story, Hannah prayed this and, and God made it happen. But it was all in God's time. And Hannah didn't know. Hannah didn't know God's timing here. Hannah didn't know that she would have a son named Samuel and that she would need to give that son to the Lord so the Lord can go do amazing things through Samuel. He did that in, in my life, in me and Mariah's life. When, when, we, uh, when we got married, we were quick to uh, get pregnant and, and uh, we had a miscarriage. And we tried for a long time to have another baby. And, and we prayed that for a long time that just God, God, give us, give us another baby. And, um, and for a long time, it, it just felt like God wasn't with us. And until I realized that, that God, God was there the whole time. He was kind of 
just nudging us in a different direction, answering that prayer and saying, I'll give you kids, but you're not going to bear them yourselves. I need you to go be a foster parent. And, <laughs> and it was something that took us a, a little while to, to understand. Um, but it's something that God used in, in just such a powerful way. Um, even just this week, it's been a crazy week. Um, yesterday was like the anniversary we found out, uh, or yesterday was the anniversary that our first two kids, kind of the two kids that made us foster parents for the first time, uh, they were with us for about two years and just kind of unexpectedly went back home to their, uh, to their bio parents. It was a tough thing. Um, but God has answered our prayers. And it was an unexpected way of just making us foster parents and, and turning that into adoptive parents. And I'm happy to, to announce that I've got four kids running around back here somewhere that are going to be adopted in, in two months. And without us just, and without us just, you know, really just listening to, to what God has for us. And I'm going into my next point a little bit, but um, that God did answer our prayers and it just didn't look the way we thought it was going to look for a while. Um, so I just, I want you guys to just be aware of that. Make sure when you're praying, you're praying for things that, that are going to glorify God. And just make sure when you're praying that God's not, God's not sending you another answer to prayer or sending you in a different direction. Cause I'm going to let you guys in on something. God's plan for your life is better than your plan for your life. Amen. Okay. Reach. Uh, point number three I want to make here is uh, Hannah is obedient and joyful to God. We're going to see at the last part of this text that um, I'm just going to read it. It says, now the, now the man Elkanah and all of his house went to offer up the Lord, the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed the son until she had weaned him. Now when she had weaned him, she took him up with the Lord, with three bowls, one ephah of flour, and a skin of wine. And they brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli and said, Oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. <clears throat> God used Hannah and Samuel in such a mighty way in the Bible. And it was, it was because Hannah was obedient to God. She made this vow to God and she followed through. She followed through with what God had asked for her. <clears throat> you guys think that had something to do with wait, having Hannah wait until 
she made that vow to give her a child? Of course it did. It was all God's, part of God's plan. And, and God, God, this isn't the only time in the Bible God uses the barren women to do just awesome work. He does it like four or five times. And Hannah had no idea. She was part of this huge plan to bear this child that was just going to be just a pivotal part of being just this awesome leader for Israel. But I like how it says at the end that they worshiped. They worshiped God and they worshiped the Lord and... And that, um, that just means that she was happy to do it. She was happy to just obey the Lord. And I'm sure there was some sadness that goes along with that. Obviously I don't, the, the pain of losing a child, um, giving a child away. I, it's a, it's a tough pain, the pain of losing somebody in general, but Hannah was happy to obey God because Hannah, Hannah knew that God had answered that prayer. And Hannah was rewarded for that. The Lord rewards our obedience. We see it time and time again in the Bible. When we follow the Lord's plans for us, the Lord Lord will reward that. And we see going on in chapter chapter 2 of 1 Samuel, um, Hannah writes this really awesome poem. But then it says, um, Hannah went on to bear three more sons and two more daughters. And I think that was just the Lord just blessing her beyond belief once she was, uh, she was obedient to him. And so there's a lot to be said this, uh, this morning about just being people that are obedient to God. Just that calling. If you're feeling something from God and, and you're, you're resisting that urge to, to do whatever it is that God's called you to do this morning. Don't God will reward you for that. And it might be painful right now. It might be something that, that you don't want to do, but do it. And, and, and you'll be rewarded for that. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up now. I'm going to get you guys out of here a little early. So if you're somebody here this morning with hurt, struggle, pain, guilt, loneliness, whatever struggle it is you've carried in here this morning, just know you're not alone in this. But if you haven't prayed to God to to help you with that, can I encourage you to do that this morning? I'm going to ask a few people to come up and uh, just be up here to, to pray with anybody who wants to during this last worship song. Um, so that'll be up here. It just, yeah. Thank you. Get some prayer this morning. If it's, if there's something just, you've been carrying this burden around. Um, you guys don't have to do this alone. God is with you. Your church is with you.
Let us carry these burdens with you. Be like Hannah, who just prayed openly, even in her hurt. Are you asking God to answer prayers that glorify him this morning? Or are you just praying selfishly? Are you just saying, God, this is what I want? We need to be people that are glorifying God as Christians. So I encourage you guys, just your prayer life, man, just just the power and thy will be done as you pray. Are you at peace with God when he says no to your prayers? Or are you somebody that gets angry and bitter when God says no? Because God's got something better for you. It it may not be your plan, but it's God's plan. And I'd much rather have God's plan over mine any day. So when you you don't hear what you want to hear from the Lord, just know that that's that's just God's plan for you. And it's going to be probably better than yours. I can almost guarantee it. And are you being obedient to the plan God wants for you? Or are you you off doing your own thing right now? Are you living the life God wants for you or are you living your life? I just encourage you to to just be like Hannah this morning, to just be obedient to God, to take your prayers to God um, and just see what God's got planned for you. Because you may not know, you may not know what God's got planned for you in this moment, sitting in this room. You may not know why you're struggling right now. You may not know why you've been struggling for a long time. And you may leave this room today and, and God may just go, oh, that was why. That was why that happened. You just don't know. You don't know when, uh, when God's going to reveal that to you. And it sucks waiting sometimes. We live in a world where, um, which is filled with uh, instant messaging and instant replies. And, and uh, just take some time to slow down. Speak, uh, seek the Holy Spirit. Be filled with that peace until God, God gives you that understanding, and uh, and just be obedient to God when He calls you. God sees you and God remembers you, and let's just make sure we're remembering God and, and who He is this morning, because He's He definitely remembers us. <clears throat>